0: what's good everybody this is a shot of whiskey podcast episode three i'm jordan taylor and i'm josh gosser let's get to it what's good badger fans we back again shot of whiskey podcast brought to you by the good people at new amendment as a part of Beyond the Big Ten podcast network. So make sure you check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcasts and on YouTube and all other socials, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok with the handle at Beyond the Big Ten. Josh, we back again, as mentioned, man. Big week for the Badgers. Two and one. You surprised by that?
1: I'll take it. Two and one, I take think it. we I think before it we were like, if we could go two and one, we'll take it. Uh it would have been nice not to get blitzed by 30, uh, to end it, but that's alright Two and one, we'll take that any day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we yeah, we're gonna get to getting blitzed. But honestly, the what game what game stood out most to you uh out of all three? What was the game that you thought was the best game? Obviously, not the Arizona game. Um was it Marquette?
1: I would say it was uh, I would say it was Marquette just because of the the energy we came out out of out of the gate and just kind of handling him from start to finish. You know, it, it never really felt like they had a chance uh, to get back in the game. I think they clawed within a couple points in the second half, but it felt like we had a stranglehold on the game for 40 minutes. Which, anytime you're playing a top five team, a pretty legitimate top five team uh, in the country, and to be able to handle them the way we did um, with the amount of pressure we had, you know, had an up and down start to the season. I think that was. Uh, huge to get some momentum and confidence all around. So I'd well, say
0: Marquette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I especially seeing what Marquette did the next couple games, too, with they blew out Texas and then beat Notre Dame last night. So, uh, yeah, super, super impressive. Um, blew out notre dame i was about to take the minus 21 on uh <laughs> on marquette versus notre dame but i'm glad i didn't they only they that was 11. nuts. Yeah. But yeah minus 21 uh is is crazy between two high majors but that's neither here nor there and actually i don't even gamble i, I lied dong no, you know you didn't? Know that. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously you know how we do man we got to talk about the things that we like the good takeaways things we did like things we didn't like from uh we'll just do Let's start with just Marquette, the two wins, Marquette and
1: Michigan State. Marquette and Michigan State, uh, I would say just the way we started those games. I mean, anytime you're playing teams where you're – you talk about gambling, probably not favored, you know, in Breslin, at home against a top-five team, and to get off and and running – uh, the first you know five to ten minutes of the game, I think that set the tone for the rest of the game, especially the way we play, trying to control the pace, control the te- control the tempo against some of those teams, take the crowd out of it in Breslin. I was just really you know impressed by the way we got up got up on those teams and were able to, uh, you know, against Marquette you know Klezman caught fire, as we mentioned earlier and and Michigan State just took the crowd out of the game from the start uh, essentially. So just the way that we were able to to come out ready to play in um, really all three games, if you can even include Arizona. I mean, it was probably 20-20, to 20, you know, about a quarter of the way through the first half, and, you know, came out pretty strong. Um, so I, that's what I was impressed with all around this week.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like we mentioned, and uh, I think we did a little blur, but Max Klesman looking like Clay Thompson for, for 15 minutes <laughs> against Marquette was kind of crazy, especially the way he was making those shots. Those were tough. Those were tough shots. But I think the thing that I probably liked most was obviously starting out early, but in the Marquette game specifically, they did make a run. I think they cut it to like two. I can't remember. It was like a week ago, but uh, they cut it to like two or four, whatever it may have been, and to be able to withstand that run and kind of take some of that pressure on. And a big part of that, I think, was A.J. Store attacking the rim the way he did. I think he only shot a double check – five of 14 – but he had those attacks that were not very Wisconsin-esque, very unique to Wisconsin basketball where he got inside the paint, missed, and then Stephen Crow ended up shooting five or six. But I think three of those were off of putbacks off of, off of A.J. Store forcing help, um, which is a big thing to have, I think, uh, in games like that. His shooting percentage has not been great, but I think his impact in that way, putting pressure on the defense, has been huge.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think and I think that's a good point. Uh, and I think another positive is you never really know who was going to step up. You mentioned Max against Marquette in the first half. In the second half, he didn't score a point, but we had other guys step up. Michigan State, AJ had a great game. Uh, Arizona, you know, John Blackwell came in. So just the depth that we have, especially on the perimeter, you know, we have four or five guards who can who can make plays, who can make shots. So it feels like, you know, the Wisconsin scoring droughts of last year where we'd go eight and a half minutes or damn near 12 minutes at times. It feels like we're going to be able to withstand that to only make it you know, three, four minutes uh, just because we have a variety of options to go to. And in one game, it might be this guy. Next game, it might be this guy. And I think that's a positive to have. Uh, we saw it this week.
0: Do you think those scoring shots are a Wisconsin thing or a college basketball thing?
1: Uh, I don't watch enough college basketball, it's definitely a Wisconsin thing. Or it was a Wisconsin thing, but, <laughs> but I think it's I think it's a Big Ten thing more than anything. Uh, a lot of these Big Ten games, especially when you get in the middle of the Big Ten season, when you, when you really start to grind it out. Uh, the non-conference, it feels like the pace is a little more up and down, but um, I don't know. The past couple of years, we saw it with Wisconsin, and I'm not going to just – Reg on these guys when we were playing it happened during us too so it's just the way that, that we play stylistically and, and now we're playing more up and down I think I think I, I like the way our, our offense is flowing a lot more movement a lot more wing ball screen actions just to get guys moving and guys attacking like AJ so I, I just think we're going to be better this year without some of those um, long scoring droughts
0: yeah, I do like the they kind of put in that Princeton action with empty side ball screens into Princeton action a lot, which I do like. The one thing about that, which we'll get into, is they – I think too many times we play along the perimeter when we're doing it, um, which, again, is when AJ is great because I feel like he's one of the few – I'd like to see Chucky be a little more aggressive attacking the, attacking the paint. I feel like he hasn't been that aggressive so far this year. Yeah. um, But – um, as we mentioned, yeah, Michigan State, AJ, was 8 for 11 and carried the offensive load, 22 out of the 70 points. Um, so so that was super encouraging. Michigan State, that's not a big win at Breslin. That's not a typical Michigan State team. But I'm all over the place right now. But I guess I, I say that just because I was watching Tennessee and Illinois, and I saw them go on a scoring. Tennessee went on a huge scoring job, and then Illinois did. So I can never figure out if it's a college basketball thing or it's a Wisconsin thing, but um, – as part of my tangent, what are ways that Wisconsin can avoid those scoring jobs going forward, you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's to your point, just getting those empty side ball screens and, and having, you know, cause last year we went on like a, what, 10-minute – I don't think we scored a field goal in the last 12 minutes of our season or something against North Texas in the NIT. That's how we got knocked out. We didn't score a basket. And I just think we have more versatility this year. In terms of last year, we were just relying on either jump shots – or Stephen Crowler, Tyler Wall, just backing guy down to the post to make a post-up. This year we have AJ who can come up ball screens and get to the rim. John Blackwell, you know, attacks and creates some advantages. I think Klesman's doing a better, better job this year. And we still have guys who can make threes. We can still do the post-up. So I just think we have a different variety of options, and we can get to the free throw line a little bit more. We're converting more there. So it just feels like, it just feels like we have the opportunity to score more. And, you know, we, we got blitzed by Arizona. We'll talk more about that. And, and that happened to us in the past, you know, getting, you know, once or twice a year, it felt like we'd lose by 20 or something, but we still scored like 70 points or, or something. It wasn't one of those games where we just were going on scoring jobs and couldn't score. Like it, it was the other side of the floor where it mattered. So that was a positive from that. And it was just, it, it feels like our scoring droughts this year are going to be less noticeable or impactful or just ugly.
0: <laughs> to your, to your point about, uh, Scoring here. I didn't feel like, like you said, we scored 73 against Arizona, but it felt like, uh, that's one of the few times I've watched the Wisconsin game that I feel like we looked just physically outmatched. Yeah. Like we gone on, we gone on scoring droughts before, but normally we play teams that would pressure, do whatever. And the one sequence that stood out, I mean, I hate to do this, but it's the, it's the cliche one that probably was on every highlight when, uh. Pell or whatever his name is from Arizona hit a three on the wing. I think it's like it's third, three and a half. And then very next play, Caleb Love kind of, I think he knocked it away from Max Klesman and came down and, and took off from outside the paint. And it was just like, damn, like it didn't even look like we really had a chance in that game. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, to, they had how many
1: dunks did the Arizona have? It felt like they had, like, eight dunks. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they were
0: they were up and down. I really can't – like, of all the years that we played, like, between, like, North Carolina, Duke, when they were national champions, whatever, I cannot remember a time when we, like – and maybe that was fatigue. I don't know. It was, it, was a, it was a hell of a week, uh, hell of a gauntlet to go through. So shout out to those guys for doing that. But uh, the one thing I did like was Chucky. I thought Chucky really competed, especially in that first half. He went up and tried to – out shoot down down 15 went up and tried to contest at the rim i was scared for him so. for a second but <laughs> shout out shout out to him as that that's big so i did i did like that um
1: quite yeah i mean a yeah Chucky kept attacking i mean aj had that baseline rip where he went up two-handed dunk on them and he got hacked he got hammered and they didn't call it then they went down and made a three that was like a chance for us to Put a little pressure on him, you know, make it ten in the second half and it ended up being a five point swing because they didn't call a foul, they came down and hit a three. So we were still attacking. I mean, Blackwell had a tremendous game off the bench, so he's my favorite player. Yeah, I just love that kid, man. Just, <laughs> <laughs> that hey, kid is that kid is tough. Hey buddy. <laughs> yeah, that Blackwell is tough. So uh, you know, I just his his fearlessness going in the in, in the second half in a tough environment was pretty pretty cool to see. So um yeah special guest we got a special guest yeah. say, say hi Jordan say hi, hi.
0: What's, <laughs> up? Right. what's up, mama? What's up, what's up mama? <laughs> we gotta get it he gotta come on the intro man you gotta give me what are you doing what are you doing man <laughs> what are you doing josh you think you like uh steph curry now you bringing your kids to the press conference yeah yeah that, that, that's, that's crazy, what it was man. yeah
1: yeah me jason tatum <laughs> steph curry yep same sentence <laughs>
0: nah but i yeah I, I agree with you like aj him attacking the rim uh that, w- that was a big swing um there's not a, i don't think there was a ton to take away from that game if you're a coach guard though I guess one of the things that I'm preaching is a we just came back from a three game trip that against two top five teams and against Michigan State in Breslin Center and you go two and one, I think that you're you're walking away extremely encouraged uh, with that. But one thing again that stood out was Arizona. We only had six second chance opportunity six second chance points uh, against Arizona and only one of them coming in the first. Two of them coming in the first half and got out rebounded 39 to 30, which is a little bit alarming. Um, I thought Tyler looked a little outmatched. Steven Crow only had two rebounds, and he kind of looked like the big fella from Arizona was just kind of uh Balo was just kind of swallowing him up.
1: Because, yeah. But it was uh it, it reminded me against when we played Illinois like two years ago with Kofi Coburn. He had like twenty-eight and like eight dunks, and it just was like he is just physically we can't ha- there's nothing we can do. I mean, Steven, he's gonna try, you know, Carter Gilmore's six, seven backup, like we just don't have enough and they they physically handed us. There's no doubt about it. But it was one of those games where if Arizona was gonna make outside shots, we had no chance. And, and they made outside shots. And uh if Arizona does that, they're gonna be tough for anybody.
0: Shoot. So we were ten for twenty one from three and still couldn't really uh Exactly. I, I don't wanna keep hammer, hammering this home, but can you remember a game that we played in where you felt like we or even when like later, even when I wasn't there and we weren't together, like in your career, where you just felt like outmatched by.
1: It kind of reminded me of the at Ohio State game your junior year. You know, when when people uh, like yeah. nine threes and we just, I mean, it, we didn't. I don't think we were physically outmatched. I mean, they had they had Sullinger down there, but it just felt like there was no chance that game. It just felt it felt that way. Um, honestly. My junior year, we made it to the final four like two weeks later, but we played Michigan State in the Big Ten tournament. Mm-hmm. And we only lost by like eight or 10, but it felt like, it felt like yeah. we lost by 20. Because they had Adrian Payne. They had, they, had, they had some big, athletic, strong dudes, and they played like, because we had just beat them earlier, and they, they came like four aheads. And I was like, that team's going to win the national title. I was just like yeah. that. It, it felt like it. And we only lost by like 10, but, um, and we ended up making the final four that year. So we, I don't know why we had that mindset, but, um, I don't know, man. The Ohio State game, I think, you know, at Ohio State is the only thing that, that comes to my mind. But again, that wasn't as like physically dominant as this was because uh, they they weren't as big or, or athletic that way. But with David Lighty, Buford, you know, Kraft and those guys. I was,
0: was, was going to say, I think I think my sophomore year against Ohio State, even more so probably because they had an odd shit. I'm mad. I'm gonna even have to say this out loud. But our. Uh, <laughs> boss uh when they had evan turner and uh and david lighty and uh will buford evan was playing the point guard uh and it was like i was guarding him at one point tim was guarding him at one point it was like they were big as hell and i think we might have it was similar we lost by like 15 but it just felt like they were just kind of dragging us that game i was like damn so i guess that's a that's a good point
1: um Year Which senior, just, we lost at Michigan, uh, pretty bad. Uh, you know, I don't think it felt that it, way because it was just yeah, they just yeah. got on us and we just couldn't score. Yeah. But that's what I mean. A lot of the games I feel like we were in, we just you know scored forty eight points or something, just couldn't score, get going. But you know, to score, to give up a hundred, you I, know, an easy a hundred doesn't yeah. have. And to be fair, I think our offense—I think some of that, honestly,
0: was contributed by the offense, by the swing. The swing could be boggy you down. Whereas now, the offense they run, like you said, is more free flowing. So I think it's on again, AJ Chucky, to put more pressure. Tyler's got to make a shot. He's got to be able to knock down a three or find ways to be more effective. If you're because there's a couple times they're just sagging him off and they're ta- sagging off of him and they're taking away driving lanes. Um, so he's got to be able to, you know, do different things. Where if they're sagging off. You know, you got to go immediately find Max or Connor or Chucky and set a screen, kind of like the Draymond effect while well, he's in Golden yeah. State, um, making a lot of a lot of generous references for these guys today. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like yeah. Lebron James, uh, you know what? He yeah, is. <laughs> yeah, Stephen Crowe need to be a little more AD like. But nah, it's uh, <laughs> no, it's doing doing things like that to to get guys open, and they're playing off you, and they're playing deep. Go set a screen. Get someone open right away, and then you can get in your short roll. There's more flow that way, um, doing different things like that. And he has to be able, as a fifth-year senior, has to be able to recognize those things. And obviously, the coaches have to, which I'm sure they are, um, you know, mention things like that. So, but either way, all in all, man, positive, positive week for the Badgers. I think there's a lot to take away from that uh, that you should be happy about and and move forward with. The yeah. one thing that. Should not be. We have a Connor season problem, which is going to get, and we've talked about it before. But I think we'd be remiss not to continue talking about it. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with that, and it's becoming a little worrisome. I'd
1: say. I agree. I agree. It's it's been felt for a while, and and uh, feel bad for the kid because he he came into the season uh, first game. Uh, you know, back injury and, and anyone who's had a back injury, uh, that's tough. That's tough, but it feels like he's getting healthier, but just feels like he's getting past a little bit in the pecking order. There's only so many, so many guys you can play. And to have a guy as uh, dynamic offensively and talented as AJ store. And then you still got Max and Chucky and then John Blackwell coming on. You you can't keep those guys off the floor the way they're playing. Uh, And you can only have a couple of them on there and, and Connor feels a little bit, you know, one trick ponyish right now. With if he's making shots, if he's making, you know, uh, coming off a curl and hitting a shot, that's his opportunity. If he's not, you know, what can he bring us that John Blackwell can't do more over or AJ? Or so I feel bad for Connor. I still have a lot of belief in him as a player and as a kid. I, I respect the hell out of him the way he's still engaged in games and the way he's he's working. And uh, but it's going to be interesting. Coach Guard's got a tough decision, and, and it's a good. It's a good tough decision to have to have so many options who can who can come in, but I'm with you. I, I feel I feel a little bit for Connor right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, he definitely he definitely is forcing. you could tell he's only getting like two or three shots a game. And as soon as he comes in, it's like he puts it up. And it's kind of like, and, you know, I think you've we've all kind of related to that at one point where it's like, all right, if I make this, then I'm going to play. If I don't, then. I was
1: just about I'm to going. say, it's like freshman year <laughs> yeah. on the ball line all over again, right?
0: <laughs> the only thing that's tough for him is he's had so much success as a freshman. And then right. now as a sophomore, but I remember my freshman year, I think I checked in against Minnesota, maybe took a shot. No, I think I, yeah, took a shot and got a foul, checked in for maybe 47 seconds and came right back out. And I was like, hey, man, this, That's I it. was ready. I was about to tell Bowman, hey, listen, let me tell you something. Man. <laughs> I yeah. have words with that, man. But, um, again, you know, we've talked about this at length before. Connor has to continue to find a way to, to impact the games in other ways. And um, it's it's a problem to me only because it's going to impact – we need him to be successful. I think the coaches know that. I think he knows that, and I think it's uh, it's something that has to get figured out for this team to maximize its potential. You know,
1: I agree. I agree, and uh, I I really respect the way Coach Gar and the staff has handled it this far, giving him you know getting him out there and 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 giving him opportunities and trying to get him healthy and and Connor still you know playing and being aggressive, but as I mentioned, at some point it's a numbers game and. You know, if we didn't have John Blackwell or or AJ didn't transfer in, I'm sure Connor would be getting a lot more minutes. But um, it's just the way it goes sometimes. But I, like I said, I have belief in him and uh, belief in the coaching staff. They've done a tremendous de- job this far. So uh, Arizona is just a bad matchup for him. Arizona is a bad matchup for him. I think Michigan State and, and Marquette also were, weren't great matchups for him. Just having so much guard talent, and uh, he's got to match up against somebody. So how many how many minutes has he played total on the season so far? I mean, he's averaging like six minutes a game, I feel like. I mean, he's I, – I just texted one of my buddies the other day. I was like, he's averaging like eight minutes a game or something. It's Yeah, let me
0: double – yeah. Shit. It is, it... Eight minutes a game over 31-21 splits. Um, hasn't missed a free throw, though, so shout out to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> seven and a half. Well, it's a, it, To your
1: point, when he, it, his his best attribute, obviously, is is scoring and shooting the ball. And when you're playing eight minutes a game, you can't get in a rhythm. You can't you, you can't use your your strength to to the team's strength um, in that type of role. So, um, but what you gonna do? I don't know. Yeah, we're playing well. We're playing well, and uh, overall, I like I said, I I really respect Connor and the way he's he's handled it thus far, being you know demonstrative and and engaged on the bench and, and all that. I, I don't think I would you know, be, be that way. So I give him a lot of credit.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely shout out for you. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's impacted the team or yet. Yeah, he's very, uh, a very, uh, like you said, positive, uh, outlook or positive attitude. So yeah, definitely, definitely shout out to him. Hopefully one of these days we'll be able to have him on and, And uh, it's kind
1: of like the midway, you know, you kind of break up your season a little bit. So we kind of got through that. Now we have, you know, finals week. We play like a couple crappy teams and we got like a couple weeks before the Big Ten season. So this is where you can really, you know, get healthy, uh, work on your individual game, do what you focus on yourself instead of focusing on the teams you're playing. Because, you know, the past few weeks we've been focused on playing Virginia and SMU and Arizona on these teams. Now we can really focus on ourselves, getting healthy, working on your own game, improving. So it's that type of the year that's kind of exciting time. So,
0: yeah, see and as you mentioned, we played a really tough schedule. It gets a little easier from here on out, at least in the next couple games. Presumably, it gets easier. Uh, I've been working on my vocab, man. I got a teammate here that, uh, that, was impressive. Like, he, he, that yeah, was impressive. he challenges me with my vocab every day. So, you know, he's only like 22. and He thinks he has a good vocab. So I was going to really say, great. it can't be Sam. He does have a good vocab. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely not Sam. Definitely. Like a kid kid's named Bradley Caboza, man. Yeah. He's a really smart guy. Really smart guy. There you go. <laughs> but <There> you go. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. So next up is Nebraska, Iowa. And who am I missing? Uh, forgot. Who else? blanking right now you gotta know these things Josh you supposed well, to we be play like basketball. don't we play like Jacksonville State or Jacksonville something Jacksonville State Jacksonville State I think like Char-
1: Chicago State yeah we're not counting those They're Iowa those. and Nebraska. we got we got until January 2nd till we play anybody so we got <laughs> we got like three three plus weeks disrespectful let's call it what it is
0: <laughs> <laughs> disrespectful uh <laughs> no right so hopefully you should you know yeah definitely hopefully build some confidence with those games get different guys in the game and uh and go from there, man. But we're looking forward to it. Seven and three. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's looking bright, man. Looking bright for the team. And we'll continue to be cheering, cheering them on and, and doing that. But, and that's all we have for you this week. I think you got anything else you need to cover? Anything else you want to get off your chest? You want to say?
1: No, I was just going to say, I, w- I just want to give, I want to give credit, shout out to the coaching staff and the players. I mean, they've, they've come out, it started off a little rough that first week and just, uh, uh, I uh, give credit to those guys for having this tough schedule and coming out and playing. I think Garo's doing a great job and and the players are responding. So well
0: said, man. Well said. Last thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Last thing we wanted to cover before we get off. We want to talk about the in season tourney in the NBA, man. What do we it's a little European flair, uh noticeable for us. I'm sure it was influenced by the European say so's in the NBA. How do we feel about that? Did you like it? Did you enjoy it?
1: You tell me, you got more of the European experience. What, what do you think of it as, are you, in your league? what What What's the motivation on your end? Uh,
0: in our, the bonus money, like if we keep it a bean, like the bonus money. But Europe's different because you kind of play less games. So you play with that intensity every kind of yes. every game, whereas the NBA is not necessarily that way. So I know they mentioned that guys are playing with, uh, guys are playing with more intensity and yada, 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 this, that, and the third, but. Honestly, I think that was a little overhyped. I thought the uh, the last couple games were high intensity, like the quarterfinal, semifinal, and all that. But I, overall, I enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. If you can get like guys playing hard in, in December, I enjoyed it. But I also think that it was a little overstated.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think the point of the playing hard was was meant to be the the group play. I think the whole mindset behind it was probably that Final Four in Vegas. You know, hyping that up and getting getting a you know an NCAA tournament type feel, and I think that was mission accomplished. I I know I watch those games. I don't watch a ton of just random games on a Thursday night or something. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you, you talk about the money. You know, LeBron James doesn't need five hundred grand, but you know there is some legacy behind it. And little like if you're in it, let's, let's go out and try to try to do something. So I felt like the guys were playing harder. And which was cool to see. I bet you, if you ask
0: Bron, he wants that 500 grand. He never had too much money, Josh.
1: He Capitalist and I, society, I, I, my brother. Maybe he can uh, pay for Spotify now. I heard he doesn't pay for his own. Uh, maybe that'll. You know. Shoot, I'm sure he's probably going to go buy a car. If I was if I buy something <laughs> nice, something crazy. But, uh, 500
0: grand is 500 grand.
1: You're right. I'm just saying. When you're a billionaire, saying, you know what I'm saying?
0: Not liquid billionaire, though but all those other guys could probably use that 500 grand but it was um and then also i I will say that anytime you get to see lebron like sprint back sprint back on defense the way he was in december i was like okay yeah he really he wants to he's trying to win this for lebron i love lebron that's my one of my probably my favorite player he does be having his little ulterior motives for things so he could talk about shit so I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he wanted the in-season tournament for some comparison to Jordan of some sort. But uh, yeah. no, nah, over overall, it was good, though, man. It well, it cool. gives
1: you a level. You know, there are levels to this in, in terms of players. And, you know, in a, in a regular season NBA game, everybody kind of looks the same. You know, some guys weren't quite there yet. And, and guys like LeBron, who maybe take it a little easier, you see how great he really is when he really goes for it still. yeah. So, and, and guys who are trying to get to that level. You see that they're not quite there yet when, when guys are really playing, playing to win something.
0: Tyrese Tyrese Halliburton, Wisconsin kid, man. That's uh, Nuts. Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, Nuts. Tyrese. Oshkosh,
1: so, yeah, Oshkosh and yeah. That's when
0: were people when he went to what did he did? He go to JC first, or he went straight to Iowa no, State? He went to Iowa State. Yeah, Iowa state. went straight to Iowa State. So I don't remember people being so up in arms when he got out of state.
1: No, he wasn't that heavily recruited. I mean, because that was right with I was right around the. Top. I think I think him and Tyler Hero played on the same AU team, so you know, walking Gosh. Oh, so they were kind of, or at least you know, the same grade, and and that was when you know Jalen Johnson, and that was a big stack of, of high level Wisconsin talent that went to some big schools. But yeah, it wasn't up in arms about him going out of state that much. It wasn't that up in arms about him going tenth, twelfth overall at the time. Like, yeah, you can win a little higher, but, uh, unbelievable that kid.
0: Yeah, he's he's definitely unbelievable. I would think that I feel like Wisconsin doesn't typically lose out on too many guys like that, which is maybe he was a he was a no star recruit potentially. I can't remember exactly what he would have to fact check that. But I feel like Wisconsin doesn't normally miss on guys. He had to be very low. Because I feel like the three, four-star out of Wisconsin, if they go after him, Wisconsin typically does a pretty job. We lost a couple over. guys to
1: Iowa State. I remember, we lost Matt Thomas back in the day. You know the name Matt Thomas? He played in the league. Yeah, of course. yes, yeah, yeah, so he went yeah. to Iowa State. I, it's also a scholarship numbers game. Like I don't think we offered Matt Thomas because we 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 offered Bronson instead. We just didn't have the numbers, and it could have been the same for Tyrese. I don't. I think we had Tyler Hero at the time, and I don't know how many scholarships we had, but that's part of it too. But. It's good to see Wisconsin dudes have success. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, no, it, definitely show, it definitely shows all the all the talent in the state. Before we go to Khan Knutson, to me is he he's going to Duke. Knupin. Knupin. Khan Knupol, Knupol, yeah. Sorry, he's yep. going to Duke.
1: Yep. That dude's legit. That dude's legit.
0: Uh, I don't. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know if he. I don't know if he passed my eye test yet.
1: He's legit, man.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We're gonna see. He's a five star recruit going to Duke. We're gonna see. We'll I'm not
1: saying he's a first round NBA pick, but he's a legit. You going to
0: Duke right? and you legit? Then the way you talking, you better be you a first round NBA pick. My friends hey, that lucky. went to Duke, my friends that went to Duke that were five stars were first round NBA. You one friend,
1: Tyus, or what? Two, Trey, Jones, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Chris Humphreys. Yeah,
1: okay.
0: Three, yeah, yeah. Apologize.
1: I'm not, I'm sorry. What, what do
0: you want me to say? <laughs> I said you tried to play me. Apologize. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, but that's all we got for y'all. We appreciate you tuning in. Be sure to check us out with more Beyond, or a shot of whiskey, a podcast on Beyond the Big Ten. Excuse me. It's been a long day. Yeah, I got you already. flustered. Yeah. yeah, you got me a little flustered. Be sure to check <laughs> us out. We have more guests for y'all coming up. Uh, hopefully we have John Blackwell on the show and some other players, coaches. So be sure to tune in. Check us out. Make sure you follow along on YouTube. And all other socials, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok with the handle at Beyond the Big Ten. And then check us out on Spotify and Apple Apple Podcast. And we appreciate y'all. Until next time, we'll catch y'all.